Hey guys, what's up? I hope you're all doing good. Welcome back to a new season of my podcast. This episode is pretty special for me because it is not just a new episode but it is the beginning of my new season of podcast. And in this season I'm looking forward to talk about the various aspects of the business world from how it all began to how things are running these days in the business world. However, I shall not go in a chronological order. Rather, I shall come up with interesting things and did you know kind of stuff so you guys would not be bored and actually look forward to unexpected content with element of surprises. So, as you may have noticed from the title of this episode, I'm going to talk about the pricing strategy of IKEA, a Swedish multinational conglomerate based in Netherlands that sells furniture, kitchen appliances, basically household necessities. and how its operations and research and development department contributes to its success now let's be honest most of us are attracted to products and services which are economical quality assured and also fancy we may hesitate or have second thoughts about buying an expensive product rather than a cheaper one because of its quality and design but what if that issue itself is resolved what if the issue of being hesitant or having second thoughts is resolved what if you're getting the same good quality product with a fancy design at a much cheaper place at a much sorry at a much cheaper price somewhere else this is what ikea has been and still is building upon with its mantra low price with meaning at ikea the price of any product since the day it is released more often than not tends to reduce over time Take for example its Poang chair which when released in the year 2000 was priced at $149 the next year in 2001 it dropped down to $99 and is now sold at just $79 so you see a reduction of almost 50% in the in price another example is IKEA's most popular product the bang mug yeah i know it's a bit the name is a bit weird but i'll come back to that later It is a brilliant example of how IKEA works. How demands are placed in IKEA. Other than the price tags, they include factors such as function, design, environmental conditions, etc. The name of the product, Bang, came so due to IKEA's goal to release this product with a knockout price. You know, sort of like a knockout punch to the price. Hence the name, Bang. A lot of factors was considered for this goal from purchasers using their contacts with suppliers all over the world to taking into account the materials colors and design colors in the sense that the mugs were made green yellow blue or white as their pigments cost relatively less than that of a red one also in terms of manufacturing the product's design has been redesigned time and again to make it more efficient for storing warehousing store display and more most importantly the storing in the customer shelves ikea's long term relationship with their suppliers also aided them in having a good amount of knowledge about customer demands and expectations which further helped them in redesigning of their products the cost of products is reduced not just for the convenience of customers but also to save raw materials so that the negative impact on environment is as less as possible Here again bank is an example of such a production wherein the less pigments used the better and also it is lead and cadmium free the products are designed in a way to maximize output from a minimum input 
to get maximum functionality from minimum cost. The Swiss Army knife is one such brilliant example. IKEA uses internal competition to narrow down from various designs and specifications so as to settle with one that would contribute most to its product design objectives. Also, <clears throat> shipping products. Here comes the most important part. The logistics department, it is the most important element of IKEA. It strives to make sure that the right number of goods have reached the respective stores at the right time so that the deliveries are efficient basically. Now again, take the example of the bank cup again. Initially, only 864 mugs could fit in the pallet. In the next stage of designing, the cups were redesigned so the rim of the cup would look like that of a flower pot. And this stage showed that the number of mugs that could fit in the same pallet rose to 1280. And in the third stage of redesigning, in which they shortened the cup and added a new handle, the number of cups that could fit in the same pallet were 2024. While the price of the mugs remained the same, 50 cents, the shipping costs reduced by about 60%, which is a good way of saving considering the fact that IKEA sells about 25 million of these cups every year. Another marvelous way of IKEA to reduce the cost of shipping is by manufacturing products that are detachable and could be packaged as flat as possible. Say for example, you bought a table and you wish to fit it in your trunk in the trunk of your car. But the only way to do so is if you remove its legs. Now, this is where the concept of assembling the products at home comes in. Flat packaging also helps IKEA in reducing the shipping costs by utilizing the cargo space to its fullest. There is still a lot of research and improvements being made in order to reduce the cost while maintaining the quality of products at IKEA. Actually, I'm pretty sure that they are a tad further than they were when you began listening to this podcast. IKEA doesn't just sell products, but it also sells a lifestyle, you know. I mean, why buy a dull picture when you can go for a fancier one for the same price? It's left brain logic applied to the right brain art of living well. And it goes without saying that next year living well will be even cheaper at IKEA. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Thank you so much for listening. See you again next week.